Hi everyone, welcome back to Bradley Radio. It's uh, been quite a long time since I last uploaded. In fact, the the last episode I uploaded was um, just the audio from a Facebook Facebook a Facebook video uh, that I recorded with Lawrence. So, so the actual um, podcasts have just not been happening. Well, they have been happening. I've been recording them, um, but I've just not been editing or uploading them because I'm been really lazy. Anyway, I'm back on it. This is a podcast that I recorded, oh, like, April, ages ago, beginning of the year, which is why I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, the beginning of the year. It's definitely November now. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Jason is a very, very good friend of mine, and we talk about all sorts of things, including, at the time, we were both letting go of some things, letting go of the arts and performing and stuff like that. So we talk a bit about that and letting go in general as well as uh, Jason's experience with mindfulness in children and the importance of well-being and uh, how do you do mindfulness with children, what benefits does it have for them and then we go on to talk about his work that he does with a company called Future Foundations and that's with older kids, well I say kids, like sixth form and above and then lastly we sort of get a bit deeper in the mindfulness talking about stripping away um, filters and masks that we wear um, and how to be yourself and the importance of that. So a whole load of stuff in this podcast. It's about 30 to 40 minutes. I hope you enjoy it and here we go. So we've been talking about today, I suppose kind of letting go hmm. of things. We both seem to be in a similar kind of mindset starting this year off like letting things go like and both in the arts isn't it interesting i think everything's i think everything's a constant letting go because we build up so much stuff that there's so much to let go (laughs) to Mm. make way for new stuff um it's a word i use a lot um but i think in the context that you're talking about the arts is it's such a vocational passionate world um such a concept of takes takes a lot of your energy a lot of your time a lot of your uh skills resources all sorts of things that um which is wonderful that the thought of even giving that up is a big thing because you you you've you give you you can give your identity to it so if you're starting to give it up, you're starting to... And if you're starting to give it up slowly, you're starting to break down your identity. Yeah. Not, it's not, it isn't your identity, but, it's, but it's, it's what we have been... We believe is our identity, as in everyone who's a, a lawyer or a doctor or whatever believe that that is their identity. Yeah. So when you are taking the layers off, it's almost like taking your skin off. Yeah, and you're worried about what you find underneath. Yeah, and what w- will there be anything underneath? I think, like, for you, with what you've been letting... You've you've had something that has replaced it. Mm. A lot of people um, in the, the arts, in the performing or performing arts in this example, if they have to let it go and they haven't got anything else to fall back on, they haven't got another thing that they're passionate about but say they're not getting the work and they realize they have to stop doing it that's obviously going to be quite frightening but in your situation it's slightly different because you found something that does inspire you i think i think um 
many people have changes of some sort and many people have a have something to inspire them and it's a case of whether you want to do it or not and the people that that do want to do it have a resurgence and can have a resurgence for me i think it's uh it is it's 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 part of a resurgence but it's part of what's always been there but also it's the it, there's a bit of me going saying to myself am i faking it <laughs> um hmm. but i don't feel like i am um but then that's probably my insecurity of again letting go so what's trying to hold on still what just the thing that you're doing now like what's on your business card what what do you describe yourself as on your business well on my card? business card it says well-being consultant and coach that's what it says on my business card and interestingly enough i was going to get two separate cards done one with that and one with theater director i actually haven't had the theater director ones done yeah uh i had them uh designed uh, not because i've made a conscious effort to go i'm not going to have them i just haven't done them that it's an unconscious decision exactly um where uh, yeah where i have the others ready to pass around do you think the moment that you get that those cards created is that a cementing of realizing who you want to be or who you are well i think it's it's uh, no but but uh, but also yes <laughs> and what i mean is is that because we're talking about identity so just because i have a piece of card with my name and those two phrases written does that sound is that now my identity so uh, i think you have to be careful to not transfer one identity to another identity because yes. that's you're playing the same game yeah but i think in the terms of this is what i want to do yes it kind of does cement it in some way but it doesn't it's not my identity where before it would have been my identity and it's been a, a a sort of a not i would don't want to say it's been a slow process but it's been a gradual process from mm. from le- leaving the theater directing behind to to then gradually introduce more well-being mm. because that almost happened by accident at the school didn't it uh, uh kind of by accident yes uh in the sense that i was doing at schools and and i had been doing a couple of workshops on on uh self-belief i suppose but but it was always mainly drama based yeah um, uh, yeah environments or facilitation so i suppose it is uh a bit of a leap but i think being in a school environment is a is um a great way to 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 learn well-being as well because you're with young minds yeah and you have to be nurturing around those young minds uh, and then realizing that actually that nurturing also is the same with people in the arts so and with anybody so i think it's just um i suppose understanding that skill sets are transferable but not just that it's ah this is what i really feel i can contribute what was the the difference in the children that that had this well-being advice or this sort of exposure to mindfulness what was the shift in their in the children's actual like behaviors and things like that well children are incredibly honest um they come up with the most 
profound yet ridiculous statements such as um actually see i was on the tube yesterday and it made me laugh so much that it was it was it was turn and green the next stop and she said the turn is green and it's poo and I just, <laughs> who, who said that some child seven-year-old Oh, six-year-old, and I just burst out laughing, and of course everyone else on the tube was embarrassed, but I found it very funny. But yet, at the same time, children can say something like, I can't think of anything right now, but something like, why are you worried about that? And you think, actually, why am I worried about that? That's not really that, actually, not that important. Yeah. So... Kids are like teachers as well. Yeah, so they are already in a mindset of of well-being but also they they you know they need well-being as well because they are trying to figure things out themselves or things experiences that have happened to them they're trying to figure them out as well so it, you know it's both ways and i think i think that this is what the theater thing is so good is that we analyze uh what a character is going through so we analyze the character's mental health uh i'm not i don't mean mental health i mean their state their yeah their state their um what they're going through and we as we're working through the, the the play we and we look at our perspective and the character's perspective so we're already looking in a, in a uh, analytical well-being manner so i suppose those two combined um led to a lot of the stuff that i do now as well as other other things yeah mm people might think like i was just thinking this like children well-being mindfulness what can they i mean you know there's there's obviously children that have bad up, rough upbringings um mm. that they go through traumatic experiences but you you'd hope that majority of children had a fairly sort of easygoing kind of life you know that their worry is when it's playtime <laughs> you know or yeah. this kind of thing so why do you think that mindfulness is important to a young child? Well, we've, I think we forget that young minds are, are like sponges. So they watch and pick up on everything. Mm. So they, and also they mimic adults. So their, their behavior is, can be mim- mimicking adults' behavior. So they, yeah. they, they, they could possibly be treating their peers the way their parents treat them because that's what they've seen and that doesn't mean parent the parents are bad it just means you know just what it is and so i think if we can give children a sense of understanding that they have their own thought patterns and that they are allowed to have those thought patterns and allowed to have those emotions and that it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling but the gift to give them is to is for to, so that they understand where and how they use those emotions and feelings and when to use them and where is the healthier place for for, the, for 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 those thoughts to be processed so it's kind of arming them with the tools that mm. as they go through life that they're taught from a kind of an early age where they're exposed at an early age to a way of handling emotions, difficult yeah, emotions. Absolutely. And it, I, I see it as, you know, see, I see when I see children that are not interested in, in, in any form of meditation that still quite like sitting, being quiet. And I just think about those or, or other children that, that may drop it, that not be interested in it 
f- further on, but when they're older, uh, they may think, oh, what was that thing I used to do at primary school that actually made me feel okay? And what was that yeah. thing? So it's, 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 I suppose it's an investment, really, yeah. in your yeah. future's future mindset, your future mind well-being. And they're more likely to remember it, I'm guessing, yeah. at this young age. Like you said, they're like a sponge, they're impressionable. Mm. They're more likely to remember um, things like that that they're taught at school. Especially yeah. if it made an impact on them. Yeah, yeah. So, what would that kind of you did? You did. You did. You ran a mindfulness club with them, but mm. you did meditations with them at the beginning the, of the day, didn't you? Uh, well, they have the option to have uh, one in the morning and one after lunch. So, the kind of moments where they might be. I, I well, we was that we, deliberate? We, no. Well, we asked the children when did they think would be the best time to have a meditation or mindfulness, and they said. Uh, before school starts, after morning play, and after lunchtime play, when they've been running around and they 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 decided that they that I I asked them and that was what they said that was that they thought were the best times. That's crazy. So that, they, that they would benefit the best. And does that thing still does that run now still? Yeah, yeah. even after because you don't like you don't run those clubs do you every day with them? Uh, no, 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 no. But no. they still do them. Yes, that school still does them. Yes. It's mad because <laughs> that's just it just seems like it's such it's such a a breaking of the mold in a school especially what, what I, grew up I think with. it is but i also think that schools are now understanding that there is a need for i mean you know you could a, a, a senko or a deputy head or, or whoever could sit the whole week filling out forms for certain children that maybe need to see to be looked at or seen or watched or observed or whatever and that and that could take uh, forever but actually if you give the child the gift of being able to say a you can ask for advice and b here's an option of how to soothe yourself I mean, that's the that's a, that's a, they're building their mental health. They're building their strength of of character for themselves as mm. well. What do, what do the parents think of it? Um, well, <laughs> I think actually, first of all, they would come up to me and say, "What's this thing you're doing?" And <laughs> I to explain it, and they said, "Oh, that's really interesting." And then I had a child, a parent, come up to me and say that actually during the holidays, they had said you need to go and see Mr. Moore because you're too stressed and you're stressed out. So the kids were telling the parents to come and see me. <laughs> so I did a talk uh, for the parents so that they got to experience and understand. And, and yeah, they were all very up for it. and Supportive um, of the Yeah. And um, wishing they could have it in their lives, which of course they can. And it's getting to them through the kids as well, which is kind of like... Yeah, well, it's interesting because I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. But also, it's, you know, it's, it should be for the parents as well because they're the ones yeah. sitting in front of the children. They're the ones that are influencing the children. Mm. So it should be for the... And I mean, when I say it should be, it sounds like it should be a thing that I have to do, but I think it's not necessarily a thing you have to do. It's a, a mindset. It could be anything. You could be taking time to go and sit in the park and just not be on the phone. It's about training knowing when to be crazy and and that's good and when to be calm and that's good and when can the two coexist and what's what what has that led on because like 
I don't mean to this podcast to be all about you, but you are the guest <laughs> today, so it's probably going to be mostly about you. But I'm just interested in kind of the progress that it goes from the journey from, you know, the sort of reflecting on a bit of mindfulness when it in drama workshops and directing and using it as a tool within that framework to help actors get into a place and then transferring that into school children young school children and then going one step further into bringing sort of your ideas on mindfulness and your perspective to to more people because you're doing a uh, planning an event transformational event so how does it go from the school to this well it's basically all the same thing i mean let's just throw the word mindfulness out of the window because it's a bit of a ridiculous word if you ask me um I don't mean mindfulness is ridiculous, but I just think we've just attached, we've attached that word to something so much. And actually what we are doing is children, actors, adults, everybody in, is to say just is to reconnect to your intuition, reconnect to your what you know is right for you. And so going talking about the event that's 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 going to happen it's 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 the same as sitting in front of four-year-olds and telling them that they have a choice as sitting in front of a, a lecture theater doing the same it's just different it's different forms it's the same it's the same outcome just different language just different language that's all for example um the possibly be similar meditations in this event that i've done with children there will be more there'll be more exploratory that's yeah. the correct way of saying that hopefully more fun it's it's all the same it's just that you know it's it's the same as when you read 5000 self help books and you read 1000 and did I say 5000 yeah yeah you read one, one 5001 and then the one you go oh i get it now it's it's the it's the same one saying the same language it's just that that one thing would make goes ah now I understand yeah and I think the the difference for the event is that it'll be just speaking to a different audience yeah using different words than yeah. you would yeah yeah different examples different uh, metaphors different ways of expressing that we are connecting to intuition to the self again and that's actually we have all that we need within us. Mm. Because what's the correlation between this kind of work and the work you do for Future Foundations? Because Future Foundations is a big old company with lots of coaches, right? Yeah. The Future Foundations is a great organization that goes into working with young, with young people. So um, young people from abroad, young people in, in the UK, um, about self-leadership, about uh, social change, and how can you as the individual and as the group what part can you take within that change and what's your development within that so that's that's what future foundations do and i i work with them on those subjects and and uh but through that self-development for, for me the self-development is the stronger point working with future foundations i i do the leadership and the the social leader conscious work but i also do the self-development in the way that the way that i uh, coach and the way that um, the event with the, 
that they are hosting will, will be what that will be about so so a better example is that they will be working doing a week of their social action with their groups and then when and as well as doing self-leadership and self-development within that as well but when they my event will be about right let's bring it down to you let's bring it down to where do you come from right from right. your heart where does it come from where's it so then you can take yourself back into your sessions uh and really be a self-leader so there's very connected different in some ways um because the transformational stuff is within oneself yeah um but then when they go back to the sessions with future foundations it's about working together to make social change together right so it's sort of the thing that the thing that you do is is more is more personal in like for yeah their, i mean it's, it is exactly that but it is very personal with what future foundations does it is, it is that but i'm going to go right down to the seed to the person yeah, yeah inside the yeah. person yeah yeah and these these kids that, that the future foundations people work with they're not young kids are they how old are they um no they're so they're generally um well it depends but they're generally uh sixth form uh up to 20 um maybe a little bit older than 20 oh wow um, interesting yeah uh, but they i mean you know in, when i was in china with them i was working with 11 12 year olds so yeah but it's it's mainly the the sixth form up it's mad that sixth form uni level there's this whole other world of of uh, helping young people i don't know if that's like a new thing or if that's always been around but it just feels like there's Maybe it's because I'm just exposed to it through through the work that you do. Um, I think I think the reason there isn't. I think it's a case of actually, ooh, it's it's interesting this gap. So you have um, up to twenty. Is that that's so from let's say yeah sixteen seventeen to that, that that's very small gap, um, where children generally just go through education. That's what they're kind of. That's their you know for those and it's about what's needed what they're supposed to do what they have to do to get this that the other grade and that kind of thing but actually what do they actually have to offer and it's not just what they're studying is what their experiences as as children um that they can bring with them and what actually at this age because at this age they are very politically minded very socially conscious about what's going on mm. and still haven't quite made their judgments yet it's a really interesting. I remember we went. I was on one weekend with Future Foundations, and we had this debate about this debate. It was called the big debate. It was about immigration, and so the two for and against. It was a it was a just a for and against uh, argument. And the 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 arguments they came up with are so intelligent and so clever. And I remember about three of us were crying, and there was one particular young woman um, that was. Oh, so impre- so fantastic! And I, I went spoke to. Her, I said, "You are a wonderful speaker, a, a passionate about what you believe in, and um, very inspiring young woman." She had been through a bit of a bit of a traumatic time. She was a carer at the age of at a very young age. She didn't even know she was a carer until she saw her talk about what a carer meant. And then she, oh, so then she had to go through her own journey of therapy and stuff because she was too young to be a carer and yet here's this young woman with all this talent and expression of knowing so i think it's this age that that age group that 
that have a lot, but also there are young people going through their own insecurities and their own growing up stuff, and whether knowing whether they have the potential or not. So when you are able, which is what Future Foundations do, is able to tap in and say give them the key you don't give them their inspiration because they already mm. have it you just mm. say the right words or give them the right key they find their own inspiration that's that's amazing to so, watch what so it, just to give a bit of context to everyone listening as well like how does how is it structured a session with future foundation like you go to a school and you get what all the kids in a room and you do workshops or you do scenarios uh, yeah kind of it's very it's very different so it's it's not a case of classroom they're not classroom based sessions so you're up doing things so you're up doing practical things and uh, uh group work and solving a problem or and then you have a discussion what how did that work what why didn't it work why did it work what worked what were you thinking what were you so you're then discovering the thought process and looking at other people's the way people lead, uh, lead, uh, led that or or so it's about a dis- different form of discovery instead of sitting down uh studying it's good because it kind of adds a subliminal layer to thoughts and decisions and processes it goes it, it takes kids one step deeper than they In wouldn't a, have yeah in a very about. simplistic way yes yeah. uh, which is you know which is great you know the the, the, sim, the s- simplicity is a great gift of uh, uh, a great yeah gift of showing what is already there so it's not a case of people aren't coming to events or workshops to necessarily f- get something new they're yeah. there to to rediscover what they already have mm and That's then it's, it's amazing when people say, "Oh, well, when I was younger, I used to do this, this, this." Ah, well, there you go. Why did? Why are you not doing that anymore? What happened in between that moment? When did you stop stop believing that you couldn't do that? When did someone tell you, "Oh, stop doing that"? When did it? So it's locked in a cupboard, far, far, far away. And then you open the key, and you go, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that." Do you find a lot of people go like have those light bulb moments? Yeah, and that's not just young people or children, or it's everybody everybody has this line and, the, and you should be having them all the time mm. but not just having them go oh and then forgetting about it is that we're going oh what am i going to do with that am i going to do something with it or not that's up to you yeah but the fact that you the light bulb has gone on you go oh i can do something if i want to why, why do you think you've it's just so like interesting why do you think that you've been drawn to this kind of work <laughs> you're asking me the light like yeah light bulb moment i think because i a i always had the gift to be able to listen and talk i and when when i was very young my godmother um didn't have a television and she had students from all over the world come to 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 stay at her house so I was always surrounded by different accents and voices and opinions. So I suppose I learned that the art of conversation within that type of environment. So that very was, was interesting to me. 
I suppose the thought of, I suppose listening to different ideas and that actually not one idea can be processed or thought of in one way. And what I mean by that is that, like I just said with the 5,001 books, you know, the, the, the one book actually can deliver many different, different strands of, of a tree, let's say. And those options are always available. And I suppose as a young person, I knew that. And then as an adult, young adult, I forgot them. And now I'm rediscovering, I've rediscovered and rediscovering them. And I suppose going into theatre, I believed that I, had, I, could, I could express them or at least lead the audience into discovering something, whether it's one thing or a lot of things within one uh, performance or... Play yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I want to take it further into the sense of right. Okay, that's a very nice hiding. So now that's hiding behind a play. Mm. Let's remove that and let's get to the point. Yeah, and let's get to the point. Talk about it. It's really interesting because I feel like yeah, I feel very similar in that the the play or the the piece is has been the vehicle for delivering what I needed to deliver or mm. affecting people because that's why and that works and that works perfectly for some people that 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 is all that's needed yeah and that is fine and that's what was always need just needed for me but not anymore yeah in in a similar way i feel like i don't need like i like making people laugh i like entertaining people Mm. but i don't feel like now i need that vehicle to do that i want to do that Mm. as me well exactly yeah i mean there's the thing You, you you know you could you can argue that you're it's a writer's point of view it's a character's point of view it's not you know yeah but then that's 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 just how that is and that's fine if you want to go deeper then you know being you being yourself stripping that (laughs) stripping that yeah that filter away whether it's the piece or whatever yeah and then doing it as you is is kind of a a different challenge but yeah it's interesting how we've both had that i mean you can learn a huge amount from literature a massive amount from literature um and I quote it a lot. It's what you want, what you feel, not not. If 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 you have a piece of literature that reflects how you feel, that's great. But don't say, don't hide, uh, hide it, hide behind it, mm. just because it it sounds nice, and that that's. I feel safe. Yeah, yeah. But that's m- my my experience and my thought. But that's not everybody's, and there is no difference between well they're not here so that's okay. each rule each is each <laughs> their own everyone has their own way of doing and living their life and that is that's the choice what's it's getting really deep now i've wanted to ask this question what's the what's what's the biggest lesson you've learned that you can think of at this point in your life so far um biggest lesson i've learned uh, the one that comes to mind not necessarily hmm. i suppose it's it's um it's a bit cliched, but I suppose it is being yourself, and that's difficult because who 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 is yourself? And yourself changes, and yourself can change, and 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 so should it's 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 interesting. I had a conversation with with someone about um, someone saying, "Oh, they're schizophrenic because they've got this personality and that personality and this personality." But well, of course, we've all got lots of different personalities, hmm. and we call on those personalities for each. 
yeah. when we need them for whatever situation we're in. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I suppose it is being your authentic self, but within that being your authentic self, allow a different part of yourself to exist. Because if you're always being, I must be that thing, that one way, you're going to miss out on a huge amount of stuff. So it's okay to be, I don't know what to do in this situation. Oh, th this part of my personality is going to come in. And that's fine because it's still you. It's yeah. not, you're not manufacturing anything. But you are manufacturing if you're being, I just have this one thought and nothing else is going to, then you're manufacturing because you're manufacturing one uh, manufacturing um non-allowing you're not manufacturing being stuck yeah and also not being who people think you should be oh well that's a whole different thing about playing a part um playing a character uh in real life and i think everyone has does that and has done that i've definitely done that um, and sometimes catch myself still doing that. It's like being the entertainer. Um, it's, it's, you put the, it's, it's the best way to describe it is when you visit your family and you play that character and yeah. everyone does it. You play that character in that family because that family expect that character and you might not want it, but actually it's safe for you as well. <laughs> so let's just play that character and get on with it and it's fine. And then I can go home and, and be myself and eat a big box of chocolates or whatever to get over that. So <laughs> that's an, a typical example, but we do that all the time. It's about masks, wearing masks. And yeah. that's a different, that's different, slightly different than bringing on the personality because wearing masks is 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 a hiding mm. is a is a is a putting on where calling on personalities is is what you want to do with this thing how do i how do i pick up this how what's my attitude on this this book here that's not a very good example but i'm just thinking what's where do i want to go with this thing that's that's calling on your personality but by putting a mask on is blocking it and i'm so i'm this yeah and that's a different thing altogether. And that's also where you you can get. It's a bit like the uh, the expression I always use, which is about the pan of boiling hot water on the stove, and you just put your lid on it, which is your positive. I just need to be positive lid. I just gonna, oh, I just need to be positive, and everything will be fine. You put this. I just need to be positive lid on, on the boiling pan of water. Well, the lid's going to at some point. So. That's again the masks, just putting them. Oh, I just need to. It's okay. And then one day it's just going to go. Whoosh, no. So the question that you asked me, I don't think I actually answered. Would be, um, what was the question again? <laughs> the biggest lesson that biggest you learned. You said about being yourself. I think about. I think about. I think about. Because I wouldn't say, "Yeah, hey, whoopee, yeah, I'm myself, and now I'm sorted." I say, I think constantly finding more and more about about me and, and and more and more about my how i sit with me and how i sit with me with others so this is like constant through, rediscovery through many different forms of discovery yeah yeah so so it's to continue to discover more about yourself well discover, discover about myself but also discover about what i don't want anymore or do want yeah because a lot of people don't take the time to actually, like you said earlier, you know, you're trying to take a day or a week or, or some mm. time in the week to reflect on yourself, to, mm. to focus on your inner self and like, 
and, and we don't do that i don't do that mm. not nearly enough like where you just sit down with no kind of try and limit your distractions where you just think about yourself because i've tried doing that before and i've just kind of come at a blank where i've just hit a brick wall and gone uh, uh, oh never mind <laughs> well i think that, where's facebook but that well there you go i mean that, that i mean that's the thing about meditation is is that that if you sit right i'm gonna meditate you sit down and then you know you you get an itch and then you you think about something that happened earlier in the day and then you think about what i want to have for dinner and then you think all oh, right i can't do it that's it you know it's 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 it is weird when you first diet uh, try it start it sorry but it is a practice it's a constant practice and the, and then those there are those people that say well i don't have time i'm sorry i don't have time well you have you have time to go on facebook you think for half an hour and it's three hours later you have half you know you have time to be texting and instagramming and all that that social media stuff which is one which is good i'm not saying it's rubbish but we have you have time to sit and watch a film you have time to you know do all these things but yet you don't have 10 minutes to sit quietly doesn't make much sense and also you know you think i've got to do this i've got to do that i've got to do this i've got to do that but if you sit down and and have some reflection time you might might realize actually i don't need to call those people i don't need to contact anyone i just need to contact one person because you're so you've spent some time reflecting on yourself and not i need to do this i need to do this i need to do this you're just sitting there going oh actually maybe i don't need to or maybe just a quick email instead of a conversation on the phone or so i think that well we love distractions anyway as human beings we love distractions um so it's it's learning to uh take time and go okay i don't need that distraction right now Mm. nice what time are we at wow i think this is a good point to end for now for now we'll do another podcast though yes there's lots more. I want to talk to you lots more on this, on this show. On this show. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. There's the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you have, then please subscribe with whatever podcasting app that you are using. And um, I hope you enjoy other episodes that I'm going to be uploading. And if you're feeling really generous then you can even leave me a review on iTunes. A positive one, please. If you leave me crap reviews, then I will probably see the name of the person and I'll be upset and I'll cry myself to sleep. Um, but it's not about reviews. I didn't. I don't read reviews when it comes to shows um, because I had one bad review and then I was like, nope, not, not reading anymore after that. It takes one bad review and that's it. Um, so actually don't leave me a review. Forget all the things that I've been saying unless it's really positive. I'm rambling. Thanks for listening. Bye.